welcome back to Fathom with Nathan. This is um, episode 25. Today is January 28th in the year 2022. Just wanted to take a few minutes and share some thoughts with you guys. Thank you for listening and uh, appreciate those of you that have listened to the other podcasts. Hopefully they've um, encouraged you and edified you and built you up and challenged you. And um, today I just, I, I constantly have this theme of abiding that's in my heart and uh but there's also this theme of life that the Lord has given me. If you've heard some of my previous podcasts, you've probably heard me talk about the phrase that the Lord spoke to me. Um, you know, it's probably about six months before uh, my wife left me at that time. And the Lord started speaking to me for about an hour and a half straight. And he gave me a bunch of phrases and a bunch of verses. And I didn't know it at the time, but um, he was really building my security in him. He was really building my uh, ability to receive directly from him and find security in him before what was about to happen. But that's not the main focus about uh, of this podcast. This podcast's main focus is about the theme of life. And But one phrase that he did say to me back in that time was, I am life. In me, you will find the hope that you need. I am life. In me, you will find the hope that you need. You know, circumstances don't always go in our favor, um, whether it's a health issue or the death of a family member or a financial situation or just a list of a string of disappointments, or maybe we aren't where we want to be in our walk with Christ, or maybe we are, aren't where we think we should be in our stage in life. Um, maybe we've not lived up to our own expectations, but the life of God is something so powerful. It's such a, an amazing life force that um, it is transformative and it's sustaining and it's sustainable through all circumstances. And so I just want to recount some different passages of Scripture, concepts of Scripture. I may quote some verses. I may just uh, paraphrase those verses. But I just want to think about the theme of life. And, uh, you know, when God created Adam and Eve, he placed them in the garden. And he said that there was, what? A tree of life. Now, I, I believe that that was a type and a picture of Christ. And um, that Jesus later came and said, I am, you know, the way, the truth, and the life. Um, You know, the scriptures also say that, you know, he who has the Son has life, but he who does not have the Son of God does not have life, but the wrath of God abides on him. So we have a choice. We have a choice to abide in the life of God, or we have a choice to not abide in the life of God, and, and death and wrath are upon us at that point. But even in in the very end of the story, you know, in the book of Revelation, you know, Jesus is building a new heavens and a new earth, and he's there's a new Jerusalem. But it's about his life in the center of all of those things. It says that there will be no need for for other light because he himself will be the light. And you know, Jesus said that if we if we call upon him, that he will give us eternal life. The scriptures say that, you know, um, to have it, to have him is to have eternal life. So, but there's also not just the status of eternal life that we receive when we receive Christ. There's also the life-giving spirit. It's like his river of life can come in and be deposited in us like we're a big bucket. And he comes in and we have this opportunity, this amazing opportunity every single day when we begin our day and when we're going throughout our day to abide in Christ, to abide in the love of God, to, to abide in the life of God. And recently the Lord poured something into my heart 
called I Am Life Monastery. And you'll probably be hearing me talk more about this in the future. But but this concept of life and this concept of waiting on God are, are so um, intrinsically uh, connected. So as we abide in Him daily, as we abide in His teaching, as we abide in His life, then His life flow comes in and fills us up and his life flow comes not only into us but it aligns us and it it makes us stand up and stand secure and stand full of his his nutrients his spiritual strength coming into us like a tree firmly planted as the scriptures say and as that happens we begin to bear fruit because we're absorbing the life of god we're absorbing the the living water himself the rivers of living water shall come out of our bellies so there's something about the eternal life as a status, as a, as, a, as a receiving of the Son of God that we receive is the life of God because Jesus himself is the life. When we receive him who is life, we receive eternal life. It's just a byproduct because he, he himself is eternal life. He always has been, is, and always will be. But there's also the life-giving, sustaining nature of God in us that causes us to be able to endure temptation, to causes us to endure trials, who causes us to uh, go through life with an abundance of His life in us so that His life in us is greater than the circumstances around us in the natural. So as we abide in Him daily and as we reflect on Him daily, we reflect on His words daily, we, we meditate on His words daily, we abide in His teaching. The Scriptures actually say in Second John that if we abide in His teaching, we have both the Father and the Son. Such an amazing verse. I've read the Scriptures a lot, and, and this one just seemed to pass me by. Sometimes we read Scriptures in different translations, and you know sometimes the words are not the same in each of the translations. But I just want to read this um, in an old school version, the King James version. I'm not a King James guy, but I just want to be able to read this to you because this this way, the way that it's said in this verse is so powerful. And I'll read it in some other versions as well. But in the King James it says, Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. I'm also going to read this in another version. I really like the New Living Translation because I think it, it shares um, it shares the essence of this verse. So here it is in the New Living Translation. This is um, let me find, this is Second uh, John verse nine. So not the Book of John, not the Gospel of John, not not the first God, not First John, but Second John, one of the three, First, Second, Third John. This is Second John. And let's see here. It says, Anyone who wanders away from this teaching has no relationship with God. But anyone who remains in the teaching of Christ has a relationship with both the Father and the Son. I'll read that again. Anyone who wanders away from this teaching has no relationship with God. But anyone who remains in the, in the teaching of Christ has a relationship with both the Father and the Son. So his abiding life can be in us anywhere. We don't have to go to a building. We don't have to go to a temple. We don't have to go confess to a priest. We don't have to do any of those things every single day because our body is the temple. We have the opportunity to spend time with God, to get away with him, to read his word, to meditate on his word, to think on his word, to pray over his word, to compare his word to other scriptures similar like that. And we have the opportunity to receive his life on a day in day out basis. It's like we're of, he is like the scriptures say in John 15, uh, he said, I am the vine, you are the branches. 
He that abides in me bears much fruit, and without me you can do nothing. We go through, so many people go through life trying to do life without life. They try and do life without the life, Christ, the life. We cannot do life without the life. We just can't, especially not at the level of opportunity that exists to do it with him or the level of responsibility that exists to do it with him as believers. You know, we want life in our marriages, but do we have the abiding life of Christ in ourselves? We want, we want life in our children, but do we have the abiding life in ourselves? We want life in our workplace or in our community, but do we have life in ourselves? Are we actually taking responsibility to put ourselves in the position on a consistent basis to let his life be in us and flow through us, both for ourselves and for others. So I want to encourage you, go into the scriptures. I love BibleGateway.com, www.BibleGateway.com. Such a great resource. You can look up, and there's a lot of other websites that do this as well. You may have your favorite. Bible Hub is another one. Um, But you go in and you pick a theme, and you pick the word life, and you can look it up. And then you can look at all of the verses that have the word life. And then you can look at all the verses that have the word um, life and spirit in this, or, or maybe abide. And then you find all these verses and you see how all of them are connected. And there's a theme that starts to build. And the more you study scriptures, the more you see the theme more clearly. And all the elements of that theme start to come together. And then you start to, then that's eating. That's feeding. That's feasting on the word of God. And if we abide in his word, if we abide in his teaching, we will have both the father and the son. So I want to encourage you, get into the Spirit of God, get into the presence of God, get into the Word of God, spend time, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, an hour, two hours, whatever it takes for you to become alone and centered and focused so that you can eat and you can feed. You know, we sometimes we have to eat, you know, food on the go, like in our cars, or we have to rush into a restaurant real quick and leave. But aren't the best meals the ones that have been prepared the best with much time, and thought and um, planning aren't the best meals many times the ones that have the best flavor and have the best ingredients well that takes time it's the same for our relationship with God we cannot expect things to be shifting in our own life or in the life of others or in the community or the things we're wanting to believe for without the life of God and Christ's life-giving spirit is accessible at any moment as well it's not just like it's accessible on Sundays or at your Bible study or even just in your personal time you can have an overflow of the life-giving spirit of God in your day just by pausing and reflecting on him pausing and reflecting on his nature pausing and reflecting on his goodness and that life-giving spirit as long as you are in obedience as long as there's no apparent sin in your life you can say Father and Lord, cleanse me and and wash me. Now please pour your life into me. And he does these sovereign things. If you just abide in the Spirit of God on a consistent basis, then it's like you're a well-watered tree, a well-watered plant, a well-watered vine. And what happens is you become more and more nourished, and then you can bear more fruit and need more nourishment, and then you bear more fruit, both in your character and in your actions. And I just want to encourage you, those of you that may have been discouraged or maybe you've spent time with the Lord in the past, don't give up. He's the same life-giving spirit today as he was back then. He can even bring you into deeper places now than you've ever been in the past. All of the best experiences that you've ever had, all the, the heights in his presence, all of the emotional experiences, all of the the all of the um, spiritual highs, if you want to call it that, that you've had with him before. 
he himself would become so much more life-sustaining than those experiences even in the past because he lives today. He's alive today, and you're alive today, and you have this most amazing opportunity on earth to get to know him and to spend time with him. So, Lord, I just pray for everyone that might listen. I pray that you encourage them. I pray that you help them. I pray that the word of God would become alive to them again. I pray that they would sense your presence again. I pray for those that have never sensed your presence. I pray that they would begin to sense your presence even now. And I pray that they would know you as the life-giving God. They would know you as the spirit of the life-giving God. Father, I just pray, God, that you just remove the discouragement and bring them into consistency. Bring them into the abiding place. Bring them into the knowledge of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Bring them into the deeper places, deeper than maybe their friends have gone, deeper than maybe their, their relatives have gone or their closest family have ever gone in you. Lord, we could go deeper and deeper and deeper in you and higher and higher up the mountain and closer and closer to you as we abide in you. And let us remain willing and flexible and pliable so that you can do whatever you want. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening so much. This is, again, Fathom with Nathan. This episode 25. And I just wanted to give one little plug for I Am Life Monastery. Um, we're in the process of building that right now. You can find that on Facebook at I Am Life Monastery. You can also find it on the web at www.iamlifemonastery.org. If you don't know how to spell the word monastery, just type in the word monastery in Google. Make sure you get the spelling right first and then go to iamlifemonastery.org. Thank you so much for joining, and I just pray you have a blessed day. Thanks.